advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Shannon Penrod, and I'm Proud Pony. I am a parent of a neurodiverse individual. And we're going to do Jargon of the Day. We haven't done Jargon of the Day in, in a couple of weeks here, and we're excited to be back doing Jargon of the Day and excited to have guests. Uh, we are live right now. Today is Wednesday. What's the date? It's November 15th. How could I have forgotten? It's the smack middle of the month, and it's the Wednesday before the week of Thanksgiving, so 2023. So excited to be here with you guys. And you can see we've got uh, a wonderful jargon term that we're going to be doing in just a few minutes here. want to remind you of a couple of things. As I said, I'm a proud pony. That stands for a parent of a neurodiverse individual. Those are the words that my son and I have together, put together that make me feel great, make him feel great, and aptly describe who we are and what our relationship is. I'm a parent of a neurodiverse individual um, and very proud to be such. I am excited to be here with you on the Autism Network. This is, our, we've already started our 14th year of programming for Autism Live. And our mission always was and always will to provide is to provide you with information and inspiration. That's really what we're here for and that's for the larger autism community and in that community that starts first of all with individuals who are on the spectrum themselves of course they're the beating heart of our community right um, there are my why right I want to be here to help my son and support my son right and I'm sure that for many of you that is the case or to support yourself right so those individuals are the beating heart of our community but uh, for our purposes, we include everyone who loves those individuals, whether that's a parent, whether that's a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, uh, a professional person in their life, whether that's a, a speech and language pathologist, an OT, a teacher, a behavior technician, all the people who love and care about individuals on the autism spectrum, they're a part of our community here on the show, and we want to provide all of you with information and inspiration because we believe that that should be the entire world, that we have individuals who are on the spectrum and people who love and support people who are on the spectrum. If we can get that to being the entire world, well, then I can retire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and other people can be here and share the information and inspiration. So clock is ticking. The hair is gray. I am old. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's who I am. That's why I'm here. When my son was diagnosed with autism, I didn't know where to go, who to turn to, and people helped me. And a lot of times it was other parents who said to me, get in this line, you know, do this, don't do that, ask this, make sure you get this, right? And it helped us. And I remember saying to them, and that, by the way, the, the biggest help of all were Logan Shepard's parents and Crystal and Pete Shepard, and I remember saying to them, how am I ever going to repay you for having taken the time to help me with this? And their answer was, pay it forward. And every time I see them, I go, how am I doing? I'm trying to pay it forward. 
uh, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. So if you have questions, we're live right now. You can be writing in your questions. We've got a whole show, guests, and jargon, but we'll take live questions right now. And if it's something that I can't help you with, you know I like to consult our experts. So our, our fabulous Chris Desmond is going to show you some of the different ways that you can be connecting with the show, some of the different ways that you can be watching or listening. We're live, as I said, right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And we try to we're we try to do live shows right now. We're getting back into the swing of doing live shows Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and we hope that you will tune in then to watch us live if you can. But of course, we always podcast those shows. They're available in their full format with picture and sound on our YouTube channel. We have quite the library of videos there. Plus, we have ways to search topics um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, but if you're listening to us on podcast, and so many of you do, you're taking us with you, and we love and appreciate that, you can download our show wherever you get podcasts. It's a free download to you. Obviously, there is a cost to that. It doesn't happen for free. We have to subscribe to services that allow you to download it, and they charge us per download. So we have wonderful sponsors that sponsor the podcast. When you download the free podcast, you will be treated to some wonderful advertisements. And I hope that you look at it that way because we can't exist without their sponsorship. Now, some of you have said, we don't look at it that way. We prefer to get it without that, and we'd rather co contribute ourselves. So we heard you, and there is a way that you can get the podcast ad-free now. There is a very small monthly cost of $5, and if you do it across a year, it's even less. So you can go to GLOW. G-L-O-W dot F-M slash Autism Live. When you subscribe there, you will get, uh, every time we do uh, a podcast, you will get that in your, in, uh, your inbox on GLOW. They'll explain it to you. Uh, but not only will you get Autism Live, you get everything that we do on the Autism Network, including Ask Dr. Green. It's a pretty good deal, you guys. So, um, as I said, it's even cheaper if you do it across the year because they do charge us every time they run your credit card. So if it's a monthly subscription, they, there's a cost for it every single month. We pass the savings on to you when they don't have to do that if it's once a year. Uh, we're not trying to... Uh, we're, we're not trying to make money off of you. We're trying to just stay in business. You know what I'm saying? It's bringing that information and that inspiration. So thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you all here with us. Uh, I do like to give a disclaimer when we have these types of shows that while I have been hosting this show and other shows now, I think I've been doing this for 16 years because um, I used to host the Everyday Autism Miracles radio show. I want to talk about that for just a second. But um, I'm not an expert in autism, right? I'm a student in the front seat, and I love learning about autism uh, as it relates to me, my world, my son, to your world. I'm interested. It's a fascinating thing, and I find the more that I learn about it, the more I want to learn about it. Uh, and I'm humbled sometimes, the, the things that I can learn from individuals who are on the spectrum. So uh, very, very excited to be a part of the conversation. And I like to say, since I've been interviewing experts for 16 years, I have learned a thing or two, but I'm still not an expert in autism. That's why we have experts and individuals who are themselves on the spectrum to speak for themselves on the show. 
but I do care deeply about the things that you care about. I want to know how can we better help to support you. So please feel free to write in. As I said, if you ask a question, if it's something I know, I'll be happy to share the information that I have, or I will be happy to pass it on to another expert that we have. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here with you. Uh, okay, so we are making a return to our jargon of the day. It is time for da, 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 jargon of the day. There it is. And this is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani, nani, are those experts talking about? You know, sometimes the jargon can just about, you know, sink the battleship, right? Uh, and I know, for me, there were many times that I would lean across the table to people and say, can you just use words that I would understand if I don't have an, a, a higher degree in psychology, right? Can you just tell me in plain language what it is that you're talking about? I will tell you that about two years into my son's autism intervention, I kind of went to the dark side because I began to learn and understand the terms and I started to use them because it makes things faster. This is why any expert in any field uses jargon to make things clear faster. So it became clear to me that I needed to learn these terms and understand them. But here's my asterisk. Understanding it has to save you time. If it doesn't save you time, what's the point in taking the time to learn it, right? I love today's uh, jargon term because this does have the ability to not only change and, and save you time, but it can change and save you heartache, and it can help you to up the communication between you and the person that you love on the autism spectrum. So the term, and by the way, we like to give you first the actual definition, then we give you a working definition. By the way, I like to make fun of the actual definition whenever possible, because sometimes the actual definition is redonkulous with more jargon. Uh, so here we go. Let's start with the actual definition for antecedent intervention. I'm rolling up my sleeves. An intervention aimed at changing behavior that manipulates antecedent events, such as instructions, prompts, or environmental conditions. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why we do jargon of the day. Because if I don't know what an antecedent is, then I don't know how to man manipulate an antecedent. Hello? If I don't know, you know, I'm looking at, I know probably the word intervention, so antecedent is the word in question, and some brilliant human decided, I'll put that word back into the definition to make it just as clear as mud. Just saying, not helpful, right? So what do we do with these actual definitions? Sometimes we laugh at them, poke fun at them, and then we put them in the circular file and we move on. We might come back to this, though, to see if we can help to figure out once we understand what an antecedent is. So let's move on to our working definition, but I may ask you to go back, Chris. Uh, so working definition, changing what happens before the behavior in an effort to change the need for the behavior. <gasps> Wait a second, I might understand this, but if I don't, what are we really, really talking about here? So, we always talk about the ABCs of behavior. A, antecedent, B, behavior, C, consequence, right? You and I and every living thing on this planet, we engage in this three-term contingency every day over and over and over again. A, B, C, antecedent, which means something happens before, anta, before. What happened right before? 
So something happens, there is a behavior, and then there is a consequence for the behavior over and over and over. And the example I always like to use is that every day you're sitting in a room and at some point it's dark, right? And like the, the light starts to get dim earlier now, right? It's the light starts to get dim and you can't see. So what do you do? Sometimes even subconsciously you get up, you go over and you flick the light switch. That's the behavior, getting up and going over, flicking the light switch and the consequences, light floods the room. And this three-term contingency works for you, so you do it again and again and again. You do it every day, and sometimes you do it multiple times a day. Sometimes you do it just walking into a room um, because it works for you, right? Um, so this is a behavior that becomes a pattern for us, and behaviors that work for us do become a pattern. Okay, now back up for a second and think about babies. Babies are born, and they come out, and they don't have the ability to communicate on day one. No baby comes out speaking. So how do they communicate to you what it is that they want and they need? They cry. They fuss, right? And some people listen really carefully and they can tell the difference in the cry of a baby who needs to be changed and a baby who needs to be held and a baby who needs to be fed, right? I never got good at that. I couldn't tell the difference in my own baby for that. But some people can. Yippee. But the thing is, is that in what we would like to see in development is that the child gets a little bit older and they're exposed to language and eventually they start to learn from just listening, just picking up. It's a miracle how they pick up this language and it goes into their brain and it sorts itself out and they start to make attempts to use that language to tell you what they want. It's very frustrating for them because they're not proficient at it. Think about the last time you tried to learn something and do it and you weren't proficient at it. Yesterday, me in a Zoom call doing a PowerPoint, it was a massive mess. <laughs> I, I thought I was proficient at it, I hadn't done it in a while. But it's frustrating when we're not proficient at something, right? And it makes us upset and frustrated. In typically developing kids, typically developing in the air quotes, we call this the terrible twos because they're frustrated because they can't get their needs met and they're used to crying. Now, if you are not miraculously soaking up the language that is around you, which is our kids on the autism spectrum, where does that leave you? You're in a world where you have needs and you're growing up and you have things that you want, but you do not have the language and you haven't learned that language is the way to get it, so you are constantly in a state of frustration. And we will see that a lot of kids, the behaviors that we call the challenging behaviors, that are the behaviors that are so frustrating to you and to people around the child, right, and frustrating for the child, are coming because they are not able to do a behavior that's effective. So what do they resort back to? The last thing that worked, which is crying, right? Crying and fussing and whining, because as a baby, it worked. So what we want to do with a three-term contingency is we want to look at what do we have control over here. And a lot of times as parents, we think we have control over behavior. This is a fallacy. You don't really have control over somebody's behavior. Did I just blow your mind? Uh, think about it. Because if somebody is doing something, um, if somebody is hitting a wall, right, you can say to them, stop. But does that mean that they're going to stop? No. Right? And with our children, if our children, I can remember my son doing something and my mom saying, make him stop. And, and I was like, how? Like he is wanting to do that. How would I make him stop? 
right? You can't just like, you know, tape a kid to the wall. That's inappropriate, right? They're going to do what they want to do. Here's the, the thing, though, is that we, ha we don't have control over behavior, but we have control over antecedents, the thing that happens before, and consequences. So when you're going to school and you're getting a behavior intervention plan, what I want to see in a behavior intervention plan that tells me it's a really good behavior intervention plan is it will tell me what the function of the behavior is, what was the child seeking with the behavior, and then it's going to give me this, an antecedent intervention. And hopefully it's also going to give me a consequence intervention, and it's going to give me what it is that it's going to teach the child so that they are able to get their need met without having to engage in the behavior. Those are the things that you have control over. Antecedent inter intervention is powerful. Powerful, because it, what, when I look at what was happening, uh, if it's a challenging behavior, what was happening before that the child needs to, to go to great lengths to engage in a behavior that's challenging in order to get the need met? Well, what if I can anticipate the need? For a lot of you, you know, your kids will do things because they're bored. I always tell the story of being at the doctor's office and there was a guy who was sitting there with his two kids. They were like five and six. And he's in the waiting room and he's got his phone. So what's he doing? He's scrolling on his phone. He's doing whatever on his phone. And what are his kids doing? His kids are sitting there losing their minds because they're bored. They got nothing to do. Nobody wants to be bored. And dad's on his phone. They want to, and they're trying to, you know, get over and look on his phone and whatever. And dad's like, I'm on my phone. Like, get, you know, go sit over there. Not realizing as a parent, I got to keep them entertained to some level or they're going to entertain themselves. And that may or may not be good, right? Some kids can entertain themselves and we can teach them how to entertain themselves, but that's kind of an advanced skill. So an antecedent intervention for this dad, because eventually his kids, you know, they were jumping off the chairs and they got yelled at by one of the nurses and the dad was shamed and, the whole, and then he's yelling at them. It was a massive mess, right? And by the way, these weren't kids on the spectrum. They had the ability to communicate and understand communication and they were still bored. Uh, this antecedent intervention works with everyone, not just people on the spectrum, not just kids, not just adults, right? Um, but what dad could have done, and think about this for your own kids, is set something up so that the child doesn't have the opportunity to be bored, right? My uh, team, my mom made a zipper bag for me that I took everywhere with me that had my son's little wind-up toys and there was some, you know, putty in there, a little egg with putty, and there were like five or six little toys in that bag. So we would go into the doctor's office, and I wouldn't just give them all of them right? Because then where do you go from there? So I would unzip one little portion of it and I would take out one wind up toy and I would wind it up and put it there. Then he would wind it up. That would take like two minutes. Then he'd give me back that toy. We put it away. I'd pull out another one. Element of surprise. My child didn't have the opportunity to get bored. That is an antecedent intervention. So changing what happens before the behavior in an effort to change the need for the behavior. Because he wasn't bored, he didn't need to engage in a behavior. Knowing that now, can we go back, Chris, and look at the actual definition and see if we can make heads or tails of it? An intervention aimed at changing behavior that manipulates antecedent events. Now we know that antece what an antecedent is, it's what happens before. They're going to change what's happening before, such as instructions, 
crops or environmental conditions. Those are three great examples that, you know, instead of somebody, you know, doing something, we're going to give them an instruction. That's an antecedent intervention. We're going to say, in a second, we're all going to line up to go out to the playground, right? Instead of just saying, go to the playground, and it's a mess, right? Um, we're going to give prompts, like, you know, we're going to leave in five minutes. You have to get out of the pool in five minutes, right? Uh, we have to get out of the pool in four minutes, give the countdown. That's an antecedent intervention. They're very effective. Very, very, very effective at reducing challenging behavior. So it is something that can save a lot of time. I'm saying hola to Alicia. I'm so glad you're here. And you got a blue heart. I love that. Uh, Uma, I'm so happy that you're here from Pakistan as well because uh, you're going to love our guests. So there's antecedent intervention. I hope that it's something that you'll ask more questions about, but if somebody is especially on that BIP for school, I have seen so many BIPs recently that make me want to light my hair on fire because, I, you know, I sit down and I look at, at that document, and the first thing I'm going to do is scan it for those essential pieces. I need to see the function of the behavior. What's the kid trying to do? What's the antecedent intervention? What's the consequence strategy? And what are we going to teach the child? If it does not, if I cannot easily find those four things, then I'm not convinced it's a good BIP. Uh, and if I have to, you know, really dig to find them or they're not there, then it is not a good BIP. That is how we change behavior. Uh, and that's how we keep it fair. Anything short of that, send it back and tell them, what, ask them for those four things. What's the function of the behavior? What's the antecedent um, intervention? What's the consequence stra strategy? And what are we teaching my child uh, so that they can better implement the antecedent and the consequence? Just ask them that. Um, and if they don't know, it's time for them to bring somebody new in. Just saying. Okay. Uh, we're saying hello to Catalina from Romania. Fantastic. We're saying good morning to Susie and to Ma. Uh, it has been a while. So great that you are here with us. Okay. We've got two amazing guests that are going to be joining us. We've got Anthony Vasquez, who's been, he's almost a regular now here on the show. He's such a delightful person. He is a very talented musician and part of uh, the Spec Labs um, core of artists. And he asked if he could bring his, Car his friend Caroline Corey, who is a very talented musician and an actress. And we've got so much to talk about with them about what they've been doing and what they're up to and what they have coming up. So it's time to welcome them. There's Anthony. Anthony's so thrilled to have you here. Um, and I, I can see Caroline's up there too. Caroline, so thrilled to have you here. Welcome Thank to the you, show. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, look at how great you guys look. Um, okay, so let's talk first. Um, Anthony, I'm gonna ask you a question first and then Caroline, I'm gonna come to you. Um, I love that I asked you guys how would you like to be introduced, and both of you talked about uh, what kinds of, you know, activities that you're involved in. Um, and recently, when I was with Dr. Temple Grandin, the question was asked of her. I was with Temple Grandin and, and the actor um, Kobe Bird, and the question was asked, how does she feel about person-first language? And she said, you know, for me, it's all about a career. 
like she said, I identify as a teacher and a scientist and an author. She said, those are the words that I want used to describe me. And we all thought that that was amazing. And Kobe Bird said, yes, I identify as an actor. That's who I am. I'm Kobe Bird, the actor. So I loved that both of you, independent of each other, responded that way as well. That, that um, you identified uh, Anthony as being a musician. And Caroline, you identified as being uh, an actress and a musician. So I, I love uh, and just want to spread that, that I think that's how a lot of us would like to be identified. Um, so uh, Anthony, I want to come to you first. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you have been doing um, with, and we'll bring Caroline into this conversation too. But let's talk about the musician first of all. What, uh, what what kinds of instruments are you playing? What makes you a musician, I guess, is the question I want to ask. What makes me a musician, yes, is um, I'm not playing in any instrument in spec band one. Um, other uh, kids are. Okay, so what, but are you singing? Is that what you mean by musician? What, how are you making music? Yeah, I'm just a singer. Okay. And Garth Herberg, as you probably know, um, he, he is the head of the music department, and the way I've been making music with him is just um, singing the songs he's been um, giving to me, and um, him um, helping me out, getting better with the songs, and doing very well with them, and the rehearsals and performances. Well, I knew that you were a singer, but I was thinking that you had taken up an instrument, too, but your instrument really is your voice, correct? That's correct, and I also have my karaoke machine, as I mentioned before. Remember that? Yes, I do. I, 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 sometime I would love to, uh, I, I want to have a karaoke night. We should have a karaoke night. I love to do karaoke. Uh, it would be fun to be someplace where you're doing karaoke. Uh, I don't think people appreciate it when I sing, but you know, I, I like to sing anyway. <laughs> but, um, and Car my understanding, Caroline, is that for the first time you did spec band one, is that correct? Yeah, and I really loved it. Um, I think Specoween was one of this year's Specoween was one of the was one of the best nights of my life. Like I, I like I keep saying that I'm never gonna forget it. And it was just such an amazing opportunity to like perform on stage. We we played a lot of like spooky Halloween songs. We did. Um, Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. We did um, Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. We did Spooky by Lydia Lunch. And we did Time Warp from, um, from Rocky Horror. It was great. And now, are you also a singer with the band, or are you playing an instrument as well? I was a singer this round, okay. yeah. Wonderful. And Anthony, for people who don't know, can you tell them a little bit about what Spec Labs is and how you came to find Spec Labs? Yes. So Spec Labs uh, first opened up in January of 2015. Um, it was created and formed and opened by Jason Weisbrod and Garth Herberg. And when it first started, they had uh, six students in a regular music and film and acting class. And that's how I heard, and that's how it started. And um, the way I came to be it is, like I said, Luke Rose recommended to me. And I heard it also from 
um, singer Chelsea Cathcart as well. And, and for people who are interested in joining Spec Labs, um, their website is www.speclabs.org. And if they go there, they can find classes like film and acting, um, music, voiceover acting, and mindfulness with yoga and meditation. And I don't know much about animation, but that's done by the wonderful Danny Bowman that we all truly enjoy. Yeah, Danny is amazing, isn't she? Uh, yeah. The work that she does is really incredible. So, Anthony, how old were you when you started with Spec Labs? I, I was 27 years old when I started Spec Labs last year. I just turned 28. Okay, so I didn't realize it was that reason, recent that you started. I thought you'd been doing Spec Labs for a really long time. But Luke Rose, um, who we absolutely love, he was the person who said to you, boy, you should really get involved in this. And not only, I, I want to ask you, Anthony, because uh, we focus a lot on um, Spec Labs about the creative work that they do. But the thing that I'm always noticing is the friendships and the bonds and the social community. The so the, the sh it's like a web of friends and social contacts that you guys seem to make at Spec Labs. Am I right about that? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So bonds and connections of us friendships at Spec Labs. Yeah. Yes. Have so, you made more uh, friends there? I have made more friends there. A lot of friends. And, and, and maybe, because I think sometimes people don't understand, like, how important that could be when you're 27, 28 years old to find friends and have that, that web around you. Is it something that you found to be stress reducing or just supportive? Uh, supportive because um, everybody here at Spec Labs, including the staff, are pretty sweet and supportive and kind to each other. Yeah, that's evident in all the work that you guys do. So, Caroline, you know, how did you find Spec Labs? Um, well, I joined it, like, back when they were, when we were at the old space. It was, like, on Van Nuys and Oxnard Street. Yes. Um, I was, I was back at, like, that old music spot. I think it used to be called the music spot, um. But I, like, in the beginning when I joined, I was in, like, I started doing the improv classes with, like, Jason and Garth. And um, at the time, there was a, there was a, uh, another staff named Jeff there, and he was, like, the camera guy person. Um, and I also did voiceover back then with Kathy McCauley as well. Um, but I've been, I've been part of Spec Labs now, like, since, I want to say, like, I probably started in, I want to say, like, 2018, 2019, maybe, like, maybe even 2017. Okay. So it's um, been a while. But I've been with them for a while um, now, and I usually have just been, like, doing the voiceover stuff. But, and the acting classes they do, but this 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 year was my first time doing the spec band one, and and as I and as I've been saying, I'm definitely gonna do it, gonna do spec band again 
for the second round when the band classes start back up again because it was just so amazing. Well, and, and I yeah. and I love working with Garth and um, Jason, and I love performing on stage, and I love all the Spec Labs friendships I've made. It's it's just amazing. I call them my I call them my second family because that's really who they are to me. I gotta say, Caroline, you have a wonderful voice for animation too. Thank you. You really do. Um, so, I, I, and I love hearing about this, and I love hearing about the friendships. But you mentioned um, something, Caroline, that I really want to talk about. You guys just both participated in an event. It seems like that Spec Labs is constantly coming up with ways to showcase the talent that they've unco uncovered. Um, and was this the this was the second, or was this the, the? Were there more specoweens, and I didn't hear about it until last year? Is this well, a regular thing or a, a relatively new thing? I'll answer that. Okay. Um, well, for me, I've only been in Spec Labs now for two years, so the best answer I can give to you, since I've started, this is the second specoween uh, since I've been there. Last year was the first one I had with them. Yeah. Well. And I hear about this event, and I hear that it is like the event, that it's so much fun, and it's a ridiculous amount of fun. It is unfortunate for me that last year we started doing the All Ghouls Gala, and both years we've done the All Ghouls Gala on the Saturday before Halloween, and you guys have done Specoween on the Sunday uh, before Halloween. So you're a day after us, and I'm dev like devastated and exhausted and can't get it together to come. And then I always have that FOMO afterwards because I hear that it's so great. So uh, we heard a little bit from Caroline about uh, that it was the best night of her life, which I think that's the, <laughs> the best thing you could say about something, Caroline. Uh, how, yeah. was it, how was it for you, Anthony, and what were you doing during Specoween this year? Yes. So this is one of the topics I want to get into now with you and Caroline. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, so it was very good for me. Um, I really loved it too. Like Caroline, it was the one of the best nights of my life as well. Um, so Caroline and I performed at the Barnes Doll Gallery Theater in downtown LA. Um, and there, like she said, uh, we sang um, Psycho Killer, um, Be My Frankenstein, Spooky, and Time Warp. Um, I really loved um, Feed My Frankenstein, because that's my second favorite Halloween song. And get this, for the first time ever in my life, actor Tom Kenny was there and his band, High Seas, to perform with us. They're amazing. And if people don't know, tell them how they might know Tom Kenny. He's very famous. Tom Kenny, yes. Um, he is the voice actor of the little talking sponge, SpongeBob SquarePants, from yeah. the SpongeBob series. Yeah. Uh, yep. And... Um, he knows um, Garth Herbert, Jason Weisbrod, and um, Spectrum Laboratory. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, Garth and Jason keep in touch with him. Yes. Yep. I've Garth. Been, I've been to other concerts where his band came and played with Spec Labs. I didn't realize what a talented singer and you know, his he has sort of a big band kind of swing kind of jive feel, as I recall. It was really good music. Um, and he, he's a, he's a wild and crazy guy, so he's just having fun, um, but really, yeah. really talented. So was it great to perform with him? It was great to perform with Tom Kenny there. Yeah, he actually got to perform as well. 
And that also, um, Garth provided us with a pizza dinner, which we really enjoyed as well. Did I hear that he's a really nice guy? Caroline, did you did you think that Tom Kenny was super nice? Yeah, it was actually my second time um, meeting him because back at the old Spec Labs place that was on Van Nuys and Oxnard, um, we were working on this voiceover um, gig for this other like short film that spec labs done in the past called um boys don't wear dresses it's like the lgt um bq version of like the cinderella story kind of um and and tom kenny actually came and helped us do some voiceover stuff for that short film and i was able to meet him on that day because I was also helping and giving my voice during that day. So I got, to, that was the first time I met Tom Kenny. And then just during this, Beckoween was my second time. And yeah, Tom Kenny is just amazing. He's really nice. He's, he uses his voice a lot. He's great. Um, yeah, he's just a, he really love good, your voice? a really fun guy. Does he love your voice, Caroline? Because you do have a very distinctive voiceover voice. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think. I think he does. Um. He said that. He said like when because this time at Speckleween, I I kind of was reminding him like, hey, do you remember me? I I was I I helped with the boys don't wear dresses voiceover parts at the old spec lab spot and then he was like yeah i totally remember you you were great during that it's, it's great to see you again um i remember you did a really good you, your voice was really amazing and yeah amazing. i didn't realize that you had voiced some of the things in that film we've talked about that film many times on the show it's an award-winning film an amazing short uh just incredible work did who were you, which voices did you do in the film, Caroline? Um, well, I think like I was like the back, like the background, like I think my voice m might have been used in some of like the background characters, right. like the birds or like when they, I remember they said like, we can do it. <laughs> and so I, I remember doing like doing that and maybe like I think there was like an alpaca if I remember correctly <laughs> like like kind of chewing his like an alpaca chewing like his food or something I remember because the uh, spec labs did a post like on the exact day that we were doing the little voiceover workshop with Tom Kenny for boys don't wear dresses you'll actually see me in some of the recording some of the stuff that's very cool very very cool amazing you guys um so specoween i imagine since it's so awesome they're going to do it again next year uh, oh yeah hopefully i i want to do it again i'm like it was awesome it was it was so awesome including like, there were lots of emails back and forth, but, like, it was just, because, you know, sometimes Spec Labs has to send out emails, like, about the actual event and stuff, and sometimes 
there ends up being a lot of email chains, but it's still real. It's still really fun, like the communication and the actual events, and it's just it's like family, like I said before. That's it. right. What I also want to add about um, yeah. the Speckleween show is it was my first time meeting t- meeting Tom Kenny ever, and onto the costumes, I dressed up as Mario character Luigi, the one in green. I love that. Is now is, is if it's the one in green, isn't that Luigi or is that still Mario? That's Luigi. Okay, so amazing. I, Luigi's my favorite. Uh, I love that. Was everybody in costume? I'm sorry. Was everybody in the show in costume? Yeah, it was a it was like a costume performance. Caroline, what were you dressed up for Halloween this year in the show? I was um, a female punk rocker. I felt it was very appropriate for the night, like, because I just felt like, I mean, punk rockers, they're awesome. Like, why not? (laughs) So I I dressed up as a female punk rocker. I had, like, the the whole, like, fishnet tight things, and I was, and I had, like, a vest, and I had, like, chains, and I had, like, a school shirt and I put on like dark lipstick and like I had like Ann Posawait, she's another Spec Labs um, student who helps out in the filming class and who also does did the music in the past with Garth but she she's also very good at makeup so she did my makeup um and so big shout out to Ann so um it was yeah so um, my makeup, I, I think it was, like, or we did, like, a little bit of, like, orange stuff, since it was, like, for Halloween, kind of, um, and it was, like, it was just really fun, and, um, and we were dancing on stage, it was just, it was awesome, it was, like, one of the best nights ever. I love hearing that. I want to give a shout out to Anne also because the night before at All Ghouls Gala, we had hired, we did this last year too, we hired four of the Spec Labs actors to come and be atmospheric actors. And Anne did that for us both years. She was awesome uh, both years. And she is incredibly good at makeup. Uh, mm-hmm. And a very talented young woman. So, Anthony, was there anything else you wanted to share about Speckleween? Yes. So, before we move on to our experiences being in the band, yeah. um, I also want to add for Speckleween that um, one of the things I really like doing for all four songs was, um, well, a little bit of spooky was um, the choreography uh, dance moves that we did on stage together. I I'll show it to you. Okay. Meet my friend Igor. Um, Run your greasy fingers up your greasy spine, and yep, and that really um, made the show more entertainment. Since for some respect, that's how I got used to doing choreography for the performances I've been doing. I love so it's not just singing. There's a little bit of choreography involved too. Yeah, I, yeah. Even though it was not a class thing, I decided to do that because I wanted to make the audience be more entertained. Okay. All right. So that's for so that's Speckleween. Now we're on to the experiences of how Caroline and I did um, Spec Band 1 together. Yes. Um, the rehearsals and the songs. Okay, what do you want to say about that? Yeah. So, um, as you know, um, every every round, um, the music classes um, always have rehearsals on a 
stage in North Hollywood, as always. But before we get to that, um, Caroline, Caroline and I, um, we first started Spec Bands 1 together at a, another studio in North Hollywood for the first three weeks. And then after that, we went down the street to another studio um, where they had a big space for us available to use to um, practice for our concerts and our rehearsals. Um, yeah, and there... We got our lines assigned by Garth Herbert, who you know is the head of the music department. Um, we got our line assigned for the four songs that we mentioned, and um, we had we sang our choruses, our verses, and we backed each other up. And we sang, and one person um, for Psycho Killer sang a bridge, but it was in French from Psycho Killer. Um, and that we also say, then um, we just every week we just performed our lines rehearsed in rehearsals, and we just got better at it. Amazing. Is that the is that's the part of Psycho Killer where they, they go Keska say? Yeah. Yeah. Better too. Love that song. Um, wonderful. And so Caroline, did you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, so the um so the studio well, there's two studios we did it. Um the rehearsals we did it at Fever in North Hollywood, and then we also did it at Amp Rehearsal, which is also in the same area, um, but Fever is also where I go on Saturdays to do my voiceover class um, with Spec Labs, so I do, um, so I got to, so it was like, it was kind of, I was used to going to Fever a lot, um, and I, and actually I, I did Summer of Spec as well back in the, back in the summer with Anthony as well, and during that time we were also rehearsing at AMP, so I was used to, like, both recording places, um, but, um, but yeah, it was, like, it was just a great, great performance, and, um, and as Anthony said, we rehearse, we, like, rehearse a lot, um, and I think we, we pretty much all killed it on, on stage, um, it was, it was, yeah, I really loved, like, we had a lot of staff and people helping us, um, like Joey, Joey Isabel, she's she's awesome. She was like helping us backstage and stuff, and and she's also gonna be helping out in the upcoming Christmas Specmas Carol show that I'm gonna be part of. And now, and, oh, go ahead, finish. Um, with the with the puppets, and that's gonna be coming up in December, which I'm really excited for. It's like show after show with Spec Labs, you know? That's First Specaween, like. it was great and now a Christmas one. It's like it's like the work never stops, but it's amazing. It's it's great. I love like, this. Yeah, just going back and forth doing different events with Spec Labs. And then I have a like this this weekend I'm actually going to go see one of the short films that I previously made with Spec Labs in our short film class called Hands. It was like a 
a short film that we recently did with Spec Labs, and it was it was me and my friend Shane McCaskill doing like acting with our hands, and that's gonna be showing at LA Live this Saturday, which I'm also going to after voiceover. So I'm excited about that. But. And wow. what I hear that's in that great. is that you've got this rich artist life that you're going. You guys are going to different places to, to do the music, having that experience of being in professional spaces doing the music, having these professional gigs with staff. Um, and, I, and I love hearing all of this. Um, now, our, I, wa I want to make sure, though, Anthony, because um, at some point I want to talk about the Specma Christmas. I, I'm not sure I'm getting it wrong. Um, but are, are we, do you want to talk any more about band one? Or should we move on to that? Yeah. Well, just briefly about Band One before Spec Miss Carol. So Band yeah. One was a pretty exciting time of the year um, of this round because, you know, it ended early because of Spec Miss Carol, which is ending in December. And before we move on to the Spec Miss Carol that we're going to talk about with Caroline, um, was there any way, Shannon, that um, Spec Lab's website was shown to the viewers publicly? Uh, we absolutely can do that now. What, do you want to tell them about it a little bit, what the website is? Yeah, I'll say it again. So, viewers, if you guys are interested of having your kids join um, Spec Labs, it is www.speclabs.org. And, um, and that's what I wanted to share. Now, I, and I appreciate that, Anthony. I, I want to make sure that everybody knows this is not a paid advertisement, and you were not asked to... <laughs> promote it, um, you reached out to me and said, I'd like to give people an update on what I've been doing. But I do think that you guys are the best commercial for the program because it, I, we see the joy it gives you and how much interaction you're having and how much you're learning from it. That's amazing. Uh, and I know we've had uh, Jason and Garth on the show many times. I just adore them. They're, they're doing amazing work, and, and you guys are so talented that it adds up to a lot of things. So now, what, what is it that we're calling the Christmas show? Smec, Specmas Carol? Uh, a Specmas Carol, yeah. It's a Specmas Carol. So it will be shared mainly by Caroline, because I don't know um, much about it, except for the performance is coming up soon. Okay. So you're not involved with that. You're just going to go see the performance. Yeah, most likely, I, most likely I'll be a supporter because um, I was able to take one class this round. Okay, so Caroline, tell us what is uh, is it? What's it all about? So it's kind of like a more updated, more like it, like the like a more updated, more recent telling of a Christmas Carol. It's like it's more in like in this time period and like not in not like as much of in the olden days um but it's gonna be it's gonna be told um we're gonna be like using puppets um I love which puppets. You're, that's you're talking my jam here we're gonna be uh yeah we're gonna be using puppets um we just started practicing last weekend actually like using our puppets that we're going to be using in the show um just to get more acquainted to like the feeling of how we're gonna like be like acting as real actors and then also using our puppets 
Um, it's 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 like two jobs, but um, but I think we'll we're being taught by the amazing Kathy McCauley and Garth Herberg, and there's and like Lib Brazil, she's also uh, she's also helping out in this play. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really great, and I actually have a rehearsal on Saturday and this Sunday for it. And on Sunday's rehearsal, we're going to be going to Live Art to do a rehearsal, which is, like, it's on Weddington Street. It's, like, actually just, like, three or four minutes away from Beaver. It's, like, right down the street. Um, and Live is actually where we also had rehearsals for Summer of Spec as well. But, um, that yeah, a Christmas Carol is going to be, I mean, a Speck Miss Carol <laughs> is going to be amazing. And um, what, if you, if you don't mind me asking, when are the performances, Caroline? Um, it's going to be December, um, December tenth. It's going to be two, two performances. Okay. One is like one is going to be at um, like uh, six, I believe. Like. And then the other one is going to be, like, later, later at night. Um, I actually, I actually have the info for it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, t we have one show starting at 6.15 and then another show starting at 8.30. Okay. Um, and both of them are on December 10th. Yeah. And where will it be? It's going to be at, um, it's going to be at. Theater 68 Arts Complex. Oh, I know where that um, is. Yeah, Lancashire. Yeah, I love um, that theater. Yeah, it's going to be at that theater, and I'm really stoked. And the tickets just went on live on the Spec Labs website. And if you buy them in early in the month of November, um, then you get, I think they're like, I think it's like $20, $25. I think you can get them for a little bit less expensive that, than if you get them like in December or something. Cause, okay. Um, Kathy, let me know that like if you get them in early in November, then there's like a, then you get a little, then they're a little bit less expensive than if you decide to get them, like, in December. Like an early bird discount. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. exactly. Okay. We've only got a couple of more minutes left. So what have we not covered? Do you want to talk about what classes you're going to take in the, the spring? Anthony, what would you like to cover? Yes. So um, before we before we talk about the classes, I'm glad you brought it up, Shannon. Um, uh as I saw online today of the Specmas Carol tickets, there are there are seventy tickets, so so it's limited amount of tickets. Yeah, it, these things sell out. This is my problem always, Anthony. That is, I kind of wait and then I go to get tickets and it's sold out. So this, I'm glad you brought that up because people need to know if you want to go and see these shows, and they are so much fun. They are a ridiculous amount of fun. It's like seeing a. a a really talented group of people get up on stage and have a party, um, and it, it's a really fun time. But if you want to go, you probably need to get those early bird tickets because I'm going to guess it's going to sell out both shows. 
I'm glad you yes. guys are doing two shows because for like Summer of Spec, um, w which you both have referenced, and I think Caroline, you're wearing the T-shirt from it. I went to go yeah. get tickets the week of, and it was sold out. Oh, you're wearing it too, Anthony. Okay. Yeah, we're twins. I see that. It's like Vulcan mind melt. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so people should get the tickets. All right, now should we talk about the classes? Because now you got about a minute and a half. Yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share with uh, people who are interested in joining Spec Labs, and specifically um, future students and the viewers who are watching us. All right. All right, viewers of Autism Live and future students, um, if you go onto their website, which I mentioned before, you go click on classes, and we have classes from film and acting, which is by Jason Weisbrook, music, which is Garth Herberg, voiceover acting, which is by um, Kathy McCauley, and mindfulness with yoga meditation, which is both um, by instructors Jason Weisbrook and Jolina. I'm going to let you guys figure out how animation works, except for, like I said, it's with Danny Bowman, who we all truly enjoy. Um, oh, if you're also interested in um, getting in contact with them, um, Spec Labs, so hopefully they can take you in. You can email them at thespectrumlaboratory at gmail.com. Uh, is there any way we can show it, Shannon? Uh, we'll see if Chris can put in thespectrumlaboratory.com, correct? thespectrumlaboratory at gmail.com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Wonderful. Thespectrumlaboratory at gmail.com. And we'll see if Chris has time to put that up on the screen. But so what classes are you going to take this spring, Anthony? Have you decided? Um, coming up, uh, not officially, but um, like Caroline has mentioned, I'm also planning to join um, Spec Band 1 with Garth Herbert. And also, there's also spec bands, too, for other people who want to join it, too. Like Dominique Brown, you know him. And yes. also um, Atticus Baldwin. Have they both been on the show before? They have. They have, indeed. Both. There, there it is. There's your thespectrumlaboratory at gmail.com. Thank you, Chris. Um, wonderful. Can you see it, Anthony? It's there on the screen. Um, no, I, I can't see it because I think your screen is off. Oh, well, it's there. It's on the screen. Uh, so okay. wonderful. So you're still deciding, but you're definitely going to take uh, Spec Band One. Yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm still deciding, and I'm definitely just gonna. I'm definitely gonna take um, Spec Bands One. Yes, classes, okay. you know, in music, which okay. Garth Herbert is really good with. And Caroline, do you know what classes you're going to take in the spring? Um, definitely Spec Band One. I I want to continue along my journey with music and my friendships um like like with anthony again and i want to do like and i want to perform again and especially like with my love for music and i love garth at spec labs he's one of my favorite spec labs mentors slash teachers he's one of my like all-time favorites he's like really great and uh it's just a great um it's like a whole great group, and uh, and I'm definitely also still gonna do continue with like the voiceover and maybe do an acting one. I just I have to see what times sure. they're gonna be because I also have like other stuff. Yep. That I'm involved with, so You're I have a busy to like artist. look at those times. That's correct. I can't tell you how much fun it has been to have this check in with you guys and hear about the kind of things that you're doing. I hope that people who are watching hear the joy that, uh, as you talk about your work. 
and about these classes because I think uh, we all want that in our lives, right? We all want to have that, that happy, pur purposeful thing that we're going and doing. And I'm so glad, first of all, that you guys found friendship in each other and found friendship in your co-artists um, and that you're learning all kinds of things. It just, that's, that's what being young should be about. Um, so I'm really happy that we had this time to talk with you guys. Uh, and we, unfortunately, we have to sign off. But thank you so much. And An I want to shout out to Anthony because, um, Anthony, you do a very good job of staying in touch with me and updating me and asking to be on the show. And I really, really appreciate that. Uh, thank you, too, Shannon. You're welcome. A big shout out for you, too. I got I got to come to Smart and Final. I keep coming to your Smart and Final, and I'm, I'm never there when you're there. But sometime I'm going to catch you at work. All right. You both take care, okay? Thanks for being on. Thank You're you, welcome, Shannon. Shannon. Thank Thanks, you so Shannon. much. Caroline, call me. We'll talk about it. Yes. Okay. All right. Bye, you guys. I also I, I want to say we're the, we're, we need to sign off, but I want to remind you guys of a couple of things. First of all, tomorrow night on Hallmark, um, I believe it's at it's 7 p.m. I want, I, I want to say that it's... 7 p.m. Eastern time, I'm not sure. Check your local listing. But on the Hallmark Channel, uh, they are debuting one of their new Christmas movies, which is called A World Record Christmas. And the main storyline is that there's a boy who is on the spectrum who wants to become uh, a Guinness Book World Record holder for stacking blocks on top of a single block. And the interaction between him and his parents, the ads for it look amazing. Please support this film. Please let Hallmark know how, how much it means to you that they're having representation in their Christmas movies and authentic representation. As far as I know, the young man playing the young man on the spectrum is, in fact, on the spectrum. So we love that. It does, does it get better, you guys? A Hallmark Christmas movie about autism with authentic representation. Stop. I'm all the way in. Please, I hope that you are, too. Show them some love. That's how we show people, look, you're including our kids, and we want you to keep doing it. Show them some love. also want to say that our toy guide, the 2023 Autism Live Toy and Gift Guide, is going to be live on Friday. And then on Monday, we start the Festival of Toys. And on Monday and Tuesday, which are the only live shows we're doing next week, we're doing Cavalcade of Toys, where I'm just going to be live demoing toys. You know if you've watched it before, it gets chaotic. It's like I'm covered in toys. It's so much fun. Please don't miss that. Be with us on Monday and Tuesday. And then we are going to be taking off the rest of the week to celebrate Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, and I'll let you know more about that. Sometimes we, we do a marathon of uh, old videos that you guys can watch during the weekend. I don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. Things to be, we, we've been busy with Toy Guide. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but so thrilled to have had this show with you guys. Thanks to Chris Desmond. Thanks to all of you. And to our wonderful guests, Anthony Vasquez and Caroline Corey. Uh, we're going to be back on Monday with toys, and we'll also try to give you a brief Hallmark uh, movie review as well. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you, too. Bye-bye for now.
If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time.